<clears throat> okay, good afternoon everyone, good Arab Shabbos, we continue in our series on Tefillah. Eo and Tefillah, sponsored by our dear friend Los Angeles, Rebbe Tzal Rosa, Nishmas's brother, Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak, is Nisham Shem and Aliyah. We're continuing, we're, I think we're on year three, and we're towards the end of Sukkot de Zimra, and for those who don't remember, in Shul we do this every Shal Shudis, uh, we, we, uh, this is the Shal Shudis year. And we go through every week. There are five parts of Pesukah de Zimra. Negadelcha, uneshabechacha, unefaercha, v'nazkir shimcha, v'namlichacha. Negadelcha is gidol, braiding, as in Miriam Agadel Seyar, where we take various Pesukim from throughout Tanakh, we braid together similar themes, rachamim, tzavakoi, soishia, oiz, nekama, and so forth. Then, neshabechacha, we're meshabeach, life, Things seem bleak, things seem troublesome. We think that we're having a setback. No. Toiv Hashem Lakol. It's all good. Yibam Shem is paving the way for good things for us. Yibam Shem is making things better for us. It's a, it's not a Yerida, it's an Aliyah. Unifa Ercha. It's, that refers to the Pe'er of human history. Those are the Halalukas, the five Halalukas, corresponding to the five eras of world history. First Halalukah. Before Mashiach comes, don't trust in false messiahs. Second Hallelujah is as Mashiach is coming. Boine Yerushalayim Hashem Nidche Yisrael Yechanes. The third Hallelujah is when Mashiach is here. We're the conductor of the universe, and we say, "Heavens praise Hashem, Earth praise Hashem." Then the fourth Hallelujah is Tchias Hamesim. Yifayer Anovim Bishua B'Soifu Machal Yizamrulai. And the fifth Hallelujah is the Olam HaNeshama, is called HaNeshama Tahalaka. And now we're up to Venazkir Shimcha. As we mentioned the last two weeks, that when David Amalek coronated Shlomo, Shlomo reached the pinnacle of, of greatness. He could have been Mashiach. And at that time, he's in danger of forgetting that this is all the success that is brought by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, Venazkir Shimcha. We always are successful by remembering the name of Hashem. Says Rav Schwab. Now, then we say Vayivarach David. Vayivarach David and Atahu Hashem v'chari Two times we talk about mentioning Hashem's name. And we say these psukim. Atahu Hashem Levadecha, Ata Osisos Hashamayim, Shmei Hashamayim. Haaretz Vachosha, Yam Vachosha, Mavata Machayas Kulam. What are these Psukim? These Psukim are written in Nechemia. For those in the Young Israel group, many years ago, before COVID, when somehow I crossed over the Van Wick every day, um, we were Zoycha to Learn Sefer Daniel, Sefer Ezra, Sefer Nehemiah, and a bunch of the Treyas. So are we learning Nehemiah? There were eight Leviim from the Anshin Knesset on the 24th day of Tishrei. They fasted, and Bnei Yisrael did tshuva for the Averos that they committed, which caused great anxiety and, and worry to the Jewish returnees. And because of that, they burnt down the walls of Yishalayim. And uh, the eight Leviim did tshuva for these sins until Nehemiah came and he rebuilt the walls of Yishalayim and they gathered to uh, fast and to return to God 
and they wrote a Kesav Amana. What's a Kesav Amana? Hatsara. What's a Hatsara? Like Hatsaras Balfour. You know the, the Hebrew word Hatsara? Is a declaration. Dalid Ayin Kuf Lamid Aleph Resh Yud Yud Shin Aleph Nun. Declaration. You know that Hebrew word declaration? So they made a declaration to believe in God, to trust in Him. And they made an oath to go in the Torah and to preserve the mitzvahs. And the Anshei Knesset Hagdoyla signed it. And they obligated themselves in many mitzvahs. And Chazal said, the Anshei Knesset Hagdoyla, they wrote a sefer. And they put out this document in the Azara. And in the morning, it was signed. Who signed it? Hashem. And on that time it says God signed it. What is God's signature? God's signature is truth. Bereshis bara Elohim. Balaturim says, MS. Why is God called MS? We learned last week. He's a mixture of Rachamim and Din. Aim is Rachamim. Mace is Din. MS is the combination of the two. And we say a chilek of this tefillah in order to clarify the relationship of God's name. That, in other words, in order to clarify And declare that not only does the whole world recognize shame to fartecha, but when it comes to the Jewish people, I'm sorry, not only does the world recognize that Hashem, Hashem's name, they also recognize that God is our God. Okay? So there are two concepts. One is, that not only does mankind recognize God, the Creator, but even though, you know, why, for a North Korean, all, all that's noigea to him is that there's a Creator who created the world and guides the world. But no, there's another thing he has to know. That even though there's a Creator, the Creator is specifically the God of the Jewish people. What does that mean he's specifically the God of Jewish people? He created the world for everyone. Number one, his interest is more for the Jewish people. God is interested more in the Jewish people. It sounds biased, it sounds uh, exclusive, but what can we do? That's the reality. The example is, yes, God created the whole world. But when you go to your son's graduation, your grandson's graduation, so I have... Um, my kids go to Yeshiva Darche Taira. So when they have a play, they're like eight parallel classes. So I'm sitting there in a big room, and there are, you know, um, about 150 little kids dressed up in costumes, and I'm watching all of them, all right? No. My eyes are on one kid. Yeah, but you know, I see everyone. You're right, I see everyone. But I'm, I'm zoomed in. My focus is on one kid. That is what Hashem is like for the Jewish people. Namely, Hashem created the world. He knows what's going on everywhere. But His focus is on the Jewish people. 
And not only that, moreover, what do we mean that God is the God of the Jewish people? What that means is, everything that happens in the world is only because of the Jewish people. Rav Miller would say, Hu Hashem Aleikeinu, He's our God. And in the capacity of our God, Bechal Haaretz Mishpatav is everything that He does. Okay. And it says, we already explained many times, this is, and I, I'm not familiar with this, Ata Hu Hashem Levadach. You, Ata Hu. Who refers to God? Who is a reference to, to the idea that Hashem is beyond comprehension? I didn't know this. Ata who? There's a difference between who and ze. Ze is ah, I see, I see you, you. I could point to it. I know it. I'm familiar with it. Ze. Who is something that you're not familiar with? By the way, the Gras says that's really the limit of Moedim Mikzas. Asher ki hu zeh. There's a zeh here, something we know about, something the person's moedah to, and there's a hu. There's something the guy is not moedah to, something we don't know about. That's the gra, the gra says that's the source of moedah mixas. So when we refer to God as hu, that's a reference to him being beyond our comprehension. And we're saying, va'atahu atahu. You know when you were who? You know when you were beyond comprehension? Levadecha. Before creation. But then you made the heavens. The heavens are what we see. Which is a very small amount of the sky. It's not even a billionth of the space. But you also created Shemeha Shamayim. Which you created the whole universe. And all the constellations. B'chal Tzva'am. Ha'aretz. This world. B'chal Asher Whatever is on it. Hayamim, the seas, v'chashabahem, v'ata mechaye es kulam. You didn't just fashion it. But every moment, God imbues life into all of creation. And every moment, God is pumping your heart and allowing your, your, your lungs to breathe in oxygen. Utsuvah hashamayim, the angels, and all the Dare Mala. And now, says Rav Schwab, we turn to see a wondrous image. We all know that in the Shamayim, in the heavens, in the, in the space, there's something called Supel Galaxies. You know that Hebrew word? Supel Galaxies. Like they have these uh, advertisements for a Supel Drink. You know, it's a, it's a Lashen HaKodesh, you know. It's a very holy kind of drink. Supel drink? Well, there's something called Supel galaxies. We know the vastness of space. And each galaxy has billions of stars. And each star is brighter than the sun. And our sun, with its few stars... The Milky Way is not even, is negligible compared to, you know, to get to the sun, it would take, you know, many light years. But the sun and the Milky Way, as big as it is, is negligible compared to the rest of space. So it's interesting, God has a lot of real estate, you know, God has a lot of real estate. So what's he interested in? So amazing. 
of all of God's real estate. In all the various galaxies and all the space and all the super galaxies. In the billions of light years of area, there's this little ball, a little basically a speck of dust. It's called planet Earth. And on that speck of dust, there's a, a three-year-old lives there. His name was Abraham. And Abraham at first worshipped idols together with the rest of the people of the city and Terach. He was immersed in Avodah Maybe there are a few old men who didn't serve Avodah like Noyach and Shem and Eber. And this three-year-old, he began to think, you know, how does the sun, how does the earth go around the sun? How's there day and night? Who's moving all this? Who's changing the times? Who's spinning the earth? Who's making it rain? Who's pumping my heart? Who gave me the ability to see? And Avram Avinu, Avram is asking himself all these questions. And he began to teach the world, you know what? There's somebody behind the scenes who's running the show. He's, he's the guy on the top. He's spinning it. He's, the, he's running everything. He created everything. And at that moment, Avram Avinu began to talk to Hashem. And then the Almighty God, who sits on His Kisei HaKavayr, among the holy angels, and the Srafim, and the Oifanim, and the Chayis HaKodesh, billions of light years away, in, the, in a vastness of inestimable space, the Rebbein Hashem left His throne, and He focused all of His attention, billions and billions of light years away, to one little boy on a speck of dust in the universe, who was thinking about Him. This is what it means. Atahu Hashem Aleikim Levadecha. Atah Sisas Hashemayim. You made the heavens, God. Shmei Hashemayim. The heavens of the heavens. Eretz V'yamim. You made the earth and the sea. V'chod Tzva'ayim. You made everything. You created all of existence. And you left everything. You ignored everything to choose one individual. Atahu Hashem Aleikim Asher Bacharta Ba'avram. You chose Avraham. He is the the charming entity that found favor with you. You took him out of Ur Kazdim. Now what's Kazdim? Anybody have any idea? Anybody know why it's called Ur Kazdim? I bet nobody knows why it's called Ur Kazdim. You ever wonder why is it called? Because Nachar had a son, Kesed. V.S. Kesed. Did you know that? Yeah, well, it's not called um, or um, Pildashim. Yes, Keser, yes, Chazoi, right? But it's called or Kazdim. And or means city, like ear. Or Chazal say a lotion of the fire. Like, because we know that Tarach uh, had Avram thrown into the fire. Or Kazdim. And then God made his name Abraham because he became the father of Hamon Goyim. 
Now watch this. Don't say, well, maybe God's only interested in Abraham. But uh, no. Don't say that um, there's not just a Yachid that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose, but Hashem selected him that he should be, in the end, the father of all nations who recognize Hashem. Now watch this. This is unbelievable. I didn't realize this either. These are the products that was in earth when they were created. Not Bihibaram. Bi Avraham. Right? You ever hear that, Joshua? That God created the world because of Abraham. Says of Shamshin Rafal Hirsch. It's stunning. People used to say that the world always existed. There was no creator. Abraham was the one who innovated the idea that heaven and earth were created by a creator. So through Abraham... It was recognized Bihibaram that they were created. That's the connection. You know why it's recognized that there's a creation? It was Bi Abraham. It came through Abraham. I want to make uh, two more points. The Siach Yitzchak, the parish in the Siddur Agra, um, makes the following uh, point. He says, if somebody comes to a place of valuable Jews, jewels. You ever go to the uh, Museum of Natural History? They have the section of stones and minerals. They have, and they're vaulted behind special glass. Or actually, I was once in the Tower of London. So why did I waste my time down there? You know, the Chida in the Magal Toiv, he writes about his trip to the Tower of London. And you see there the Queen's jewels and the special crowns and ornaments they put on the king and the queen on special occasions. Imagine if you went to uh, a vault, a safe deposit, with all kinds of jewels that belonged to kings and nobles, and they gave you rishus to choose one jewel. And the person who was given rishus to choose was a, a dealer, a diamond dealer, an expert. And... He goes through all of the diamonds and all the rubies and all the emeralds and he's looking and looking and he takes out this zach and he says, what in the world did the guy select? It looks like he took something like a, I don't know, a little box. It has no value. Now if the person selecting was the world's leading expert in valuables, then you would say, I don't know, I don't understand why he picked it, but this guy it must there must be something special about the item he picked. So therefore, the Navi tells us, God, you made the heavens. You made the heavens of the heavens. You made all the legions. You made all the angels. And even though you have everything in the world, who did you pick? You were Bacharta B'Avram. You selected God, not the angels, not the sun, not the moon, not the stars, not the galaxies, not... The mountains, you didn't choose Everest, you didn't choose the Atlantic Ocean, you chose Avraham. Think about the greatness of Avraham, that of everything in creation, God selected him. And now let me share with you one more thought of Rebbe Elia Lapian, but I could not find 
Rebellia Lapian on Oitzer HaChachma. Actually, I was at a dinner this week, and one of the speakers at the dinner was uh, one of the Rosh Yeshiva in Lakewood, a great god of Israel, and he gave a very nice drasha. And I asked him, Rosh Yeshiva, um, where is that Maramakim? And the reason I asked him is because I saw he had sheets. And he said that uh, he's reading from a sefer that's out of print. So I figured he must have made a copy of it. And I, I was hoping he would give me that sheet, which he did. Rabbi Ruchamoshin gave me the sheet. And, uh, but turned out, um, he said it's not in the Lakewood Library. It's only on Oitzar HaChachma. So I was, I was uh, glad to hear that Rabbi Rucham got it from, the, from the, that source also. But it's interesting. Uh, I want to share the, the Lev Eliyahu of Rabbi Eliyahu Lapian for some reason is not on Oitzar HaChachma. And he says an amazing thing. God could have selected the stars, the sun, the moon, the mountains, the oceans. He could have selected anybody and he could have selected someone for any quality. But he selected Umatsasa as Levavai. What? Naaman. Why did God forsake all of creation and select Avraham? Was it because of Avraham's kindness? Was it because of his emuna? He was Naaman. What does Naaman mean? Loyal. Loyalty. Loyalty. And that is a mida that is very, uh, very much in peril and in danger in the world that we live in today. Today, Of all the qualities of Avraham, the one that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, valued more than anything else was loyalty. Hashem valued Avraham Avinu's loyalty. By the way, Rav Miller would say, Chazal tell us that when Naomi was parting from Rus and Arpa, Arpa kissed! Arpa kissed Naomi! But she left her. Rus did not kiss Naomi. For Rus Dovkaba, Rus was loyal to her. She was steadfast. And Chazal say, more than God wants kisses, He wants loyalty. God doesn't want the kisses of Arpa. He wants the kisses of Rus. And Rav Miller would say, you know what marriage is? Al Kain Yazoi Vish, Esavi V'imoy, V'davak V'ishtai. The definition of marriage is loyalty. It's not Nashika like Arpa did. It's Devika like Rus did. It's the loyalty. And that was the Mida that Hashem saw in Avraham. And of all qualities that Avraham had, that was the reason why Hashem selected Avraham for all time. It's the loyalty of the Jewish people, which is Matzachin Be'ene Hashem. And that's the Mida which Hashem uh, commands in the beginning of the Torah, Alken Yazavish through thick and thin, to be there in loyalty under all circumstances. Okay, thank you everyone for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. As you know, Matzah Shabbos, right after Shabbos, the campaign begins. Um, I'd be honored if everyone could participate. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Kol Tov. Be well. Baruch Tia.